0: You're listening to Gaywire on CJSR, your homegrown source for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer news, culture, stories, and events from Edmonton and beyond. Hey JD. Hello. We're back. We're back. Yay. Yeah. Right? There's applause yeah. from us. <laughs>
1: our, our fan.
0: Three weeks for you and two for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot to catch up on today.
1: We do. Yeah. What has happened in the
0: past <laughs> three weeks? Um, there's a ton, including you have one short pop culture thing I feel like we'll come up with more So <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the light stuff it's not even uh, it sh- we'll say what it is and then it should deserve an entire corner onto itself
1: um, pop culture deserves an entire corner or Ricky Martin deserves an entire corner Ricky Martin yeah. Ricky Martin well we, yeah so last time we talked well last time it was last time we talked about him wanting to normalize open relationships now <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to Perez Hilton, which is my source of gay news, yeah. uh, Ricky Martin regrets not coming out during his Barbara Walters interview in the year 2000. Oh, I know it's hard to believe there was a time when he was in the closet,
0: but that—I mean, he was. Was that his like? Was that his time? Was that his breakout time? Well, it, it was, was earlier it was, than that. It was like the late 90s, right? He no, he was still big in two thousand. No, I'm saying, but like when he like living la vida loca was like the late nineties, right? Yeah.
1: So so he, so he was yeah. He was still at the peak. He was in still he was still peaking, and he um. Yeah, could have come out, but I mean, it was two thousand. People weren't yeah f- coming out. Uh, at the height of their career in 2000 they were coming out when they needed a bit of publicity so, <laughs> but now that he's come out I guess and realized that oh I can still be rich and famous and um, well that's mostly it um, and mm-hmm. come out that it's not the career under it used to be so I guess he uh, wishes he could have come out then Fair enough. because he could have I guess been dating his husband sooner or many other men. Or many me. other men, yes. I mean, if he wants to normalize <laughs> yeah. open relationships. So That's true. There you go. So, Ricky Martin. That's our Ricky Martin update. That's the Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story come out of the closet when Barbara Walters asks you on TV. Yeah, there
0: you go.
1: There you go. Everyone come out.
0: I wonder if that implies like she asked or hinted at it or
1: something. Uh, she said something. She. Uh, what did she say? I don't have the. I don't have her a question here, but he did. He did reply. Uh, I just don't. Yeah, he didn't feel like talking about it. Yeah. Well so, you go. Um, which was you know, and it still is very common because celebrities do get asked uh, about their sexual. I think maybe less now than when it used to be. You could just openly ask people. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, or back then, yeah, people would get asked more frequently, and they would. Give some kind of coy statement about right. You could. Ask, I don't believe yeah. in labels.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or
1: I I prefer not to discuss my private life. And then you know a few years later, when their career is sagging,
0: they discuss their private life <laughs> in like as, m- as much as possible. <laughs> I feel like this should be called the JD theory of celebrity coming out. Like this is your theory that people it's a career move now.
1: That is that is that it's that's my theory, and it's from. very testable and pro- <laughs> provable that it's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> until we uh, are you challenging me to write a paper on I think you should
0: (laughs) yeah okay well (laughs) (laughs) I will come back with some stats (laughs) that'd be amazing Um, alright so that's that's, all we have for pop culture culture, unless everything everything else is
1: yeah after this it's all depressing oh oh yeah we're gaywire by the way yeah we're gaywire yeah gay news yeah and pop culture yeah Sometimes sports. <laughs> Sometimes sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you, had a, right. you had a
1: sports item. Oh, I do. Yeah, let's 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 cover all of our bases. Okay. see,
0: there's a sports pun. That's a pun. There you go. I got the sports. And pun. And it's it, it's so fitting because we're talking stop about softball. Listening now. It's not just a random sports pun. <laughs> okay. It's a softball pun.
1: It's
0: uh, almost like I
1: knew that, and that was a setup but I can't claim No, you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So again, because we're catching up, this news story came out um, uh, about three weeks ago. Um, But it involves an Edmonton softball coach who raised red flags about his amateur league's approach to transgender players. And it has prompted policy reviews at the sport's highest levels in Canada. So one of the reviews means that Softball Canada plans to drop a requirement for trans players to prove that they are actively going through gender reassignment in, quote, in order to play on the team uh, with which they identify. So um, Pete Howell, who has coached amateur softball in the city for almost a decade, said, quote, I think this is great news, definitely a step in the right direction, especially at a national level. Uh, continuing, I think this will raise a lot of awareness right across Canada, and it's all local sports communities, not just softball, but hopefully other sports uh, entities right across the country. So earlier this month, um, Howell was getting ready to coach a U16 girls Team and Cloud in the McLeod neighborhood. And the coach didn't see a problem with his stepdaughter asked if her friends who are transgender could join the team. Still, he sent a note to the organization that oversees his league to be sure, and he was shocked to learn that the city's minor softball association wanted medical documentation about transgender players' quote, gender reassignment status to determine on which team the youth could play. And these, uh, are, these are minors. Yeah, 16, or you 16, yeah. yeah. So uh, he said, quote, my initial reaction was, Holy crap, it was pretty intrusive, especially when we're talking about kids who are under the age of 18. They were asking for medical information that I don't think was anyone's business. It wasn't inclusive, it was very intrusive, and I think it was overkill, especially when we're talking about community ball. So, just to clarify, the policy stated, quote, any transgender athlete who has not undergone hormone therapy for gender reassignment purposes will be deemed their birth gender. Uh, It also said athletes who have hit puberty, uh, quote, must submit documentation from a medical practitioner that gender assignment is ongoing, end quote. The policy has been adopted by Edmonton Youth Softball Association, which has taken it to the softball Alberta and softball Canada. Uh, So, there you go. That is, I mean, that's really... That is incredibly like specific, and he's right. Intrusive uh, language that they're using, and also, when do you determine? when a child has hit puberty and that you should start implementing well, these rules.
1: It's just softball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but isn't this, isn't this the happy news story where they reverse her policy? Yeah, that it's across Canada.
0: It's prompted for yeah. people to review it.
1: Yeah. So that's good because I feel like we talked about this last time. Didn't we talk about somebody else? No, it was the wrestler in Texas. Right. So it was the wrestler. I just, I just felt like we talked about this issue where yep. people are requiring or requesting this documentation or medical proof for... Yeah, things that they really don't need mm-hmm. to be asking these kind of questions,
0: right? And the, Cause this, that because yeah. that oh yeah, that was case with the it was a it was a trans boy or a who teenage being boy
1: forced to, who was to wrestle, wrestle, with wrestle with the girls. Yeah, 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 and yeah, but that uh, that one was not resolved.
0: No, so he went through and like won the state cha- championship for the for girls, and they there was outcry over that, <laughs> and that was where it was resolved that's where it stopped so I we had a happier
1: happened. outcome here
0: Is yes that, that it has prompted uh, across Canada for softball leagues to look into their policy absolutely so there oh, you go good. yeah that's some good like local advocacy uh, yeah uh, from an ally I mean he just said this yeah. policy sucks yeah
1: and the people actually listened and said oh maybe you're right
0: yeah that is, it. there you I go. I wish that Also, my joke is that um, softball has always belonged to the lesbians. So f- yeah. softball doesn't have open gender, uh, you know, yeah. policies, what will, quite frankly. So pro- are you
1: saying <laughs> that the people who reviewed that policy was it just a group of lesbians who were like... Yeah,
0: like the International Council of Softball (laughs) Lesbians. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) They
1: were like, oh,
0: shoot, we better fix that. Like, how did we not see that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. Well, good. Um, And that ends Sports Corner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Um, All right. That was a happy story. So now now we move into the news, and do we have anything happy? Yes. So the
0: first, no. So the first one is that... uh, The gay dating app, Grindr, which many people know, (laughs) um, has defended itself after an outcry over how it shared data with two external companies. So a few weeks ago, it emerged that the app had, among other things, provided information on the HIV status of its users, including the date last tested. Uh, Grindr said the data was shared in line with standard industry practices and that it felt the app had been unfairly singled out. The, Uf- the UK's Information Commissioner's Office said it was investigating, and in a statement it said it was working to, quote, establish the scale of any impact on UK users. Grinder said the information was not shared with any advertisers. Um, no, yeah, that's what they say, but,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at Facebook.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sure, like, ha- like that's how they do everything, yeah. is that it's that's why they yeah. exist, is because they're sharing information yeah. with advertisers. They might
1: strip it down, but they're sharing data.
0: Um, the most sensitive information was encrypted according to grinder though were Norwegian mm-hmm. com- uh, sorry, a Norwegian campaign group said the sharing of other unencrypted data amounted to a potential privacy intrusion. Um, One such person told BuzzFeed News quote, the HIV status is linked to all other information. That's the main issue. I think this is the incompetence of some developers that just sent everything including HIV status. Um, However, Grander security boss Bryce Case uh, later told a US news outlet that the data sharing with the third party companies with the goal of improving the app rather than Selling data was commonplace, saying, quote, I understand the news cycle right now is very focused on these issues. I think what's happened at Grinder is unfairly we're being singled out. Um,
1: so, they, yeah. so they're being singled out for doing something bad, but, <laughs> but they did something bad. Yeah. So their their yeah. response is, you know, blame everybody or don't blame us. But why can't we point the finger and say, like, you shouldn't be sharing that information?
0: Well, like, incredibly sensitive information.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword. the right? I don't know if that's the right phrase, but I mean, people want to self-identify as positive or negative, Mm -hmm. which they can if they want to. But at the same time, you're sharing your personal health information with an app that is not your doctor. Right. I personally, I wouldn't put uh, things like information like I wouldn't share the date I was last tested with uh, a, a dating app. Okay. Because I Well, that's my personal medical information. If somebody wants to ask me. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I mean, if yeah. I'm going to, you know, if it's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm in a situation where asking me about the, you know, my status or the last time I was tested is relevant, then sure, I would share it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to make people paranoid about sharing uh, information which is then going to cause a problem because people are sharing information when they want to or when they should be, and, yeah, I, I mean... No, you're right.
0: It is, it is a double... Ed- like, you, there's no win situation there.
1: The, the yeah. win situation would be, would be f- to enable people to share the information that they want to with people and not
0: sell it to advertisers. <laughs> well, how does it... I mean, like, I don't know, um, but on grant Like, is that information asked or is it volunteered? Like, do, when you set up a profile, does it say, is there a checkbox for what your status is? I'm not on Grinders, so I don't I'm, know. Okay. Because uh, I don't know why that would make a difference, but I would think, like, if like obviously they're not fishing for that information in order to sell it particularly, like, put that particular information to people. Right. But if they're asking for it explicitly, there is a responsibility that they should know where that information is going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just...
1: There, there needs to be a better way if, if you want to share inf- uh, health information there should be a secure way to share health, health information um, and the government does it mm-hmm. I mean does it badly because sometimes the information does get uh, not leaked but it uh, is not properly contained but uh, yeah I just don't think that private sector dating apps should be collecting health information and then selling it
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, and I mean, like, I think, like, it is, especially an app that caters to this specific community where this information is known to be shared, they do have a responsibility, even if it's not, like, legal. (laughs) Like, they have an ethical responsibility to know that everything that is going along when they're making that information available to third parties. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Connect with music at the Art Gallery of Alberta. On April 20th, check out live music from BART, a solo project by Nathaniel Wong from the Edmonton-based band Yes, Nice. Vibe, it's your chance to hear cool music acts every third Friday of the month at your AGA. Get creative with art activities or sip refreshing beverages. Exhibitions stay open late for you too. Grab your tickets in advance at youraga.ca slash vibe or at the door, AGA members get in free. Whether you listen to rock, soul, folk, or pop, there's a variety of live music to discover at Vibe.
0: For the most up-to-date alternative news coverage, listen to Democracy Now! Every Monday at 5 p.m. on CJSR. Or every day online at democracynow.org. Hear alternative perspectives on all the big stories and find out about the stories no one else will cover. Democracy Now! on CJSR, Monday at 5 p.m.
1: I imagine one of the reasons people cling to their hate so stubbornly is because they sense once hate is gone, they will be forced to deal with the pain. James Baldwin.
0: Hey, we're back with Gaywire. Hello. Uh, so, we have more Toronto updates.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's slowed down while we were away, so I there wasn't much to update until just recently. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, police have confirmed that uh, the serial killer, alleged serial killer Bruce MacArthur, has been charged with a seventh murder, and that's uh, that of Abdul Basir Fazi. So, for people who've been watching, he was one of the people who had gone missing years ago and was part of the first police investigation into the disappearances in the gay village uh, and was not Riz was not charged with his murder until just recently uh, they have identified uh, one of the seven sets of remains that they've found belongs to uh, he goes by Basir Faisi. Uh so that's For people keeping track, that's seven charges of murder. They found seven sets of remains, of which six have been identified, and there is still the photograph of the alleged eighth victim that the police are still trying to identify. Uh, Faizi was uh, an immigrant from Afghanistan who was married and had uh, children. And you'll recall a few weeks ago when we talked about this on the show, uh, his wife said that when she reported him missing, it was uh, the police who said when they found out that he had been using gay dating websites, said that he uh, probably had run off to start a new life without his family and uh, that he didn't want to be found.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so she ended up divorcing him uh, And I guess they they still kept hoping they would find him, but uh, it didn't, yeah, the police didn't think that it's conceivable that he was, you know, murdered or missing, that he willfully wanted to start a new life, because that's what what gay men do. Right, they just run off. Run off. Yeah. Without, you know, using his credit cards or... It is, it's completely implausible. So, uh, you know, s- small happiness that there's some closure for the family that they've located, uh, located his remains and um, know that, he you know, he didn't run off to start a new life. But uh, very sad that that's another victim. And again, for the community, for the queer community and for the uh, queer uh, people of color community very frustrating that this is uh, how this was handled originally by the police and continues to be uh, and some people feel uh, mishandled by the police this is a whole investigation so
0: Absolutely, and that leads into uh, another piece of news that came out, which is, uh, that we talked about briefly, but it has been confirmed that the Toronto Police Board has approved an external review into handling uh, of missing persons. However, Mm -hmm. in another series of, like, missteps, um, the missing persons, uh, what are they calling it, officially external review will not include the MacArthur case, So we can pause for a minute while you think about that. Uh, It was uh, two months, obviously, after the police service, um, after all of this started with Bruce MacArthur, that the police board announced this investigation. Uh, Toronto Police Chief Mark Sanders said on March 22, 2018, at a board meeting, quote, for Toronto's LGBT community, this has been a very difficult time, and I know that many are very upset and many are still grieving. He continued, they have many questions about what happened and what could have been done differently. Um... It will also include an internal review that Saunders uh, ordered after the deaths of uh, Tess Ritchie and Alora Wells. The Toronto Police are also close to opening a dedicated missing persons unit that will have the sole job of looking for people who have disappeared. Um, Outside of Toronto Police headquarters, however, um, where the meeting was being held, protesters did organize. Uh, One of the main organizing groups were Queers Crash the Beat, which formed after the Toronto Police Service uh, did a sting operation Mary Curtis Park, uh, which uh, in which they uh, surveilled and arrested and charged uh, many men who have sex with men uh, for engaging in different activities in that park. Um, one of the members, a human rights lawyer and spokesperson for Queers Crash the Beat, said, quote, Saunders said something unforgivable when he blamed us for our friends' deaths mm-hmm. and uh, dismemberments. Uh, That's why we're here asking for his resignation. However, some members of the LGBT community do believe that a full public inquiry, which would be ordered by the provincial government, uh, because that would have additional powers, should instead take place. Um... So there are a lot of uh, different opinions on what should happen, um, but it should be noted that, again, this particular public inquiry will not uh, include um, the MacArthur cases. Uh, And also, when we, uh, when Mayor, Toronto Mayor John Tory announced uh, his support for such an inquiry, he identified the LGBT community as a community of interest that should be consulted, um, but he didn't mention uh, people of color, immigrant, mm-hmm. uh, or religious minority communities, which are clearly uh, centrally targeted in these matters. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. I mean, if if they want to do a, I personally, if they want to do a separate investigation. Well, I have to do a separate investigation of MacArthur because he's actually on on trial right now for Mm -hmm. these murders. Um, And we talked about how John Torrey said he would call for a special inquiry Mm -hmm. into the queer community, but at the time there was no mention of people of color. And, I mean, look at who got targeted by this serial killer, alleged serial killer. Um, How can you not uh use a, like an intersectional approach to looking at mm-hmm. who is being targeted not just by Bruce MacArthur but um
0: by vi- for violence in the community absolutely um is it 6 of 7 men so far or? uh
1: yes yeah. yeah. well six uh, i i don't know the racial background of one of them okay uh
0: but then there's also the or oh, no it might be 5 of 7 i think but anyway, yeah, the but majority. there's also
1: there's also the photograph of the mm-hmm. unidentified person, yeah, who is, uh, yeah, yeah, minority. So, um,
0: yeah, has there been any change or movement on that? Has, has John Tory? No, as far as I can tell, he hasn't said any. Like what he put out was an official statement, so I don't think he has any plans or interest in in restating something that he put out.
1: Well, as long what he says is. Just the mayor. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully the inquiry, um, regardless of what of his, his statements, the inquiry is uh, is appropriate. You
0: mean, yeah, the external review that the board yeah,
1: yeah. of yes yeah. that uh, that the people
0: people in charge um, are more sensitive than he is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's another question, too. Like, who's administering it? What are their goals? Is it just to put more police in the community? Is that going to be the end goal? Is that going to be the end result? Um, All of these things that we have to think about. And I think, um, obviously, watching Black Lives Matter Toronto, as well as Queers Crash the Beat, for what their um, insights and criticisms are, because they're the ones that are Mm -hmm. sort of on the ground. Um, Do you want to talk about that story about...
1: um, whether the police are going to be in the parade or not. Sure. <laughs> That's a good segue. We're
0: all yeah. about segues. We are today. Do you want me to do it, or are you doing it? You go. You go for it. All right. And just to recap, uh, two years ago in uh, Toronto's Pride Parade, Black Lives Matter, Toronto. Uh, held a sit-in in in which, among many things that they asked for, was for police floats not to be included in uh, any Pride events, uh, including the parade. And this sparked debate across the country um, about the role of police in queer spaces. Uh, And Pride Toronto was making this argument, um, you know, saying that uh, people of colour, Indigenous people, um, sex workers, street-involved people are all disproportionately targeted by the police within the LGBTQ community. Uh, And obviously, since, and there was huge backlash within the gay community uh, against this request, a lot of people saying give the police a chance. Uh, But since the uh, MacArthur events that have taken place, um, uh, there's been sort of um, not a, I A giant I told you so moment. I would think that's fair to say. (laughs) Like, I think this is all coming out of, like, like we warned you about this for decades. And this is all sort of playing out in a way that's very, um, that we were protesting this years ago and for a long time. So about last year, Pride Toronto voted to support Black Lives Matter requests. And part of that was that that the police, the Toronto Police, were not part of the 2017 Pride events as participants. I think they still acted as security as far as I know, Um, but they were not in the parade and all of those sorts of things. Um, And this year, um, Pride Toronto is now requesting for the Toronto Police Force to withdraw its application to Mm. march in this year's Pride Parade, saying that the fractured relationship between the police and the queer community, quote, cannot be mended through a parade. In a Twitter statement signed by leaders of five community groups, including Pride Toronto Executive Director Olivia Nuama, uh, an address to LGBTQ communities and our broader community of Toronto, the organization said, quote, it's an incredibly complex and difficult time. Um, The statement went on to detail how the community has been shaken by the murders of six and now seven men. Um, And the statement also referred to Alora Wells, 27, and Tess Ritchies, whose suspicious deaths also rocked the gay village of Toronto. Um, The statement reads, quote, the individual stories and lived experiences of each of these people were unique, but what they did share was that the investigators into their disappearance were insufficient, community knowledge and expertise was not accessed. And despite the fact that many of us felt and voiced our concerns, we were dismissed. End quote. So uh, a week earlier than this, the Toronto Star obtained documents through a freedom of information request that revealed that Pride Toronto was at one point open to the idea of allowing the officers in uniform to march in the parade and a briefing note prepared for Mayor John Tory on August 9th by his former aide said, quote, Pride and TPS have agreed that there will be a police presence in uniform in the 2018 parade, end quote. Uh, since then, Toronto Police Service spokesperson Megan Gray confirmed to the Star that the police had submitted a formal application to participate and that it was, quote, still fe- pending a final decision. Police were unable to comment, as of last week, on this new development. So, uh, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't know, what, like that they just. I can't all believe all going the, on, and they still put in a request yeah, to march in the twenty eighteen I can't
1: believe parade. they want to be in the parade. I mean, right? I, <laughs> I feel that. The, I mean, there are queer police officers. Yeah. And they probably want to march in the parade because I mean they're queer. It's is a queer parade, <laughs> but. Yeah. But for the police chief, and after some of the things he said, and after some of the things that the lead investigator on the serial killer cases said, that they one that they want to be in the parade uh, with a banner and a uniform with, with cars, I'm presuming, and two that they think that they'd be welcome. I mean, I can't imagine that they wouldn't get booed like crazy, yeah, or have things thrown at them. I would, I would, if they were in the parade, I would go to Toronto just to boo them. because <laughs> I, I am still really upset about how uh, the whole case was handled, how uh, far Bruce MacArthur got, some things that police have said afterwards. Uh, people are really upset. I, I don't even live in Toronto, and I'm upset. People there mm-hmm. uh, have said, talked to the media about how upset they are. Uh, how the trust has just completely disappeared.
0: Yeah, any, any little trust that existed
1: is... Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah. I know this is what Black Lives Matter have been saying for years. And yeah. And now, now as a white man, I'm, like, also, like, oh, uh, yeah. The police uh, uh, kind of aren't helping.
0: No, they're, they're, they can be very terrible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, Yeah. Uh, I don't think they should be in the parade. I don't think they should even expect to be in the parade. I think that's crazy that they're asking to be in the parade. Well, uh, the, the, the committee yeah. needs a
0: break. No, and absolutely. And the latest update is that one day after that, those organizations sent that public letter uh, asking for them to withdraw. The Toronto Police Service did withdraw their application. Oh well, good for them. But still, come on. Yeah. So they said in a statement on April third, uh, Police Chief Saunders said, "Quote: My hope is that this move will be received as a concrete." Example of the fact that I'm listening closely to the community's concerns and I'm committed thoroughly to building a better, stronger relationship between us. That's what he wrote in a statement.
1: Well, mm-hmm. good. Um, who Do you know who are other organizations who said don't don't
0: come? Uh, I'm just curious. Weird. Good for them. I mean, it's Pride Toronto, one of them. Yeah. And uh, I'm just trying to see here. Um...
1: Because, yeah, I mean, good for them for writing a letter. And at least the police listened to it and didn't push back and say, oh, well, please, can't we come? The way they did... Uh uh, before with Black Lives Matter so uh, yeah, yeah the, I guess yeah. it helps who the organizations were maybe do you know who they were
0: yep so okay. it was the 519 community center which is the big LGBTQ community center in Toronto the Alliance for South Asians AIDS Prevention the Black Coalition for AIDS Prevention Toronto People with AIDS Foundation and the Sherbourne uh, Home Center so they all and, and Pride Toronto all signed on to the statement
1: right so some established mm-hmm. voices and
0: yeah Yeah, and Black Lives Matter Toronto also put out a statement uh, on Twitter and so on, um, right? Saying the same things. Good. Yeah. Well. So. Well, no. I mean that that is. I mean that's just. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know that it. They listened. I know that, and like, to to, they did, and I know that, like, um, Black Lives Matter since their protests have said, like, hey, like this Pride Parade stuff was our first step, and we're, you know, we're thinking bigger and. We're on to more systemic change Um, But I think it is really telling That this is still a contentious thing That the Toronto Police think Or at least thought Mm -hmm. for a moment That they deserved to be there And that it is a sacred community thing The Pride Parade is like Well, it used to be It used to be, yeah Maybe we can bring it back through actions like this But, um, yeah, that there was just sort of a thinking That they deserved to be there After everything that has happened And after having been kicked out last year (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they, instead, then, <laughs> of, instead of asking
0: to come back, they need to wait until they're asked to come back. Exactly, absolutely. Like, don't, like, just wait. Don't put that application yeah. in, and maybe in a decade, <laughs> once you've done this inquiry, we'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, uh, oh, there's one more thing. There's so many. Uh, Can
1: I talk about this? I mean, uh, for another segue, because you mentioned the Alliance for South Asian AIDS Prevention. Yep. Can I mention that they have. In light of uh, yeah, the murders in Toronto. So the Toronto-based community health organization, the Alliance for South Asian AIDS Prevention, has launched a new service that can confirms someone's whereabouts and well-being after a date with a stranger. So if you're meeting someone online uh, and you don't know a lot about them and you're going to go somewhere with them, you can... Uh, send an email to the organization, telling them your uh, your name, content information, where you're going, and any other details you want to share. And if they don't hear back from you in seventy two hours, they will relay the information to the police. Wow, and not just that. Not, I mean that's that's a first step. Mm-hmm. but they will also follow up with the police to make sure that a proper investigation's been done into your disappearance. Wow, uh, in light of the poor investigations that happened in the past. So, uh, as one of the organizers said, this is not just a report, but actually fo- actual follow up with the police and ensure that proper procedures are being followed to ensure that these people are found. It's not going to be a passive program. So that's I, think that's, I mean, sad that we have to do this, but it's a great idea. Um, I, uh, I have in the past, you know, let people know when I'm going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that we should all do. Uh, I mean, ideally, we all have someone that we can confide in that we can email or text and say, hey, I'm meeting up with somebody that I don't know that well. You know, check in with me in 24 hours. You know, here's his address kind of thing if yeah, you know like it. Yeah, where
0: we're going to meet. Or
1: yeah, whatever. sure. Yeah. Uh, or here's his profile name. Although, as we know, in the Bruce MacArthur case, somebody did report Bruce MacArthur's online profile to the police. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, share information with a friend that you trust. Of course, I mean, the organization is doing this because a lot of the men who were targeted by Bruce MacArthur weren't out. Some of them were married, so they couldn't exactly tell their family what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you don't have a friend you can tell, tell the organization. Uh, tell someone you trust uh, what you're doing
0: and yeah. No, I. uh, We we got to look out for each other. Absolutely. So I I missed. Was that? Is it available to anybody like across Canada? It's
1: Toronto based because I guess they're going to they'll call the Toronto police. Right. But uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing that should be everywhere. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would I would do that if if somebody called me and yeah, and it, it shouldn't be a kind of thing where you you know you. Uh, be catty about it or gossip about it. Be like, hey, this person's hooking up with this person. Yeah. Yeah. Find someone you trust uh, or uh, be that reliable person for somebody else and
0: let's keep an eye out. No, and I think like if you, yeah, I think that's, it's really good like community and it's like, like building these, these, um, these relationships outside of the police. And I think Mm -hmm. that if you like have friends in the community who, you know, use those apps to just casually say, Hey, if you ever want to text me and just let me know, then that, that relationship's at least open. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, um, a really hopeful response. We have two events. That's it. Uh, the first is, uh, let's go in order here. The first is Fruit Loop is having its birthday extravaganza April 14th, this Saturday at the Denison, and it starts at 8 p.m. So it's their fifth birthday, and you can join them and celebrate and have fun. Uh, they're back at Denison Hall and Crash Hotel with fabulous U of A community partners, Outlaw and SGA, which is the Sexual and Gender adversity, sorry Advocacy Committee, um, Teen Jesus Barbie and Fitzy will be back in the house featuring a fierce roster of entertainment including um people uh such as tequila mockingbird which is just an amazing name um there will also be uh dj Polly yesterday um thomas culture and dj haha which will be getting the everyone grooving all night long there will be birthday drink specials for one dollar um and each drink sold will go to outlaw SGA, and Fruit Loop. Of course, there'll be fra- p- fab prizes uh, for their Midnight Dance-Off winners. So, $10 at the door, doors at 8pm, arrive early to avoid lineups and disappointment. Everyone is welcome, so there you go. For more information, you can go to their Facebook page. Um, just be a great time. How is Fruit Loop already five years old? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, Good reading. Yeah, the next one is uh, Queen's Brunch. Um, which is happening in the Grand Villa Casino, Edmonton. And it is happening Sunday. So right after Fruit Loop, you can head over and uh, have some mimosas or whatever makes you happy and uh, watch some amazing drag featuring Sister Mary Clarence. Um, and this is a monthly drag brunch. Um, tickets are $30 at the door. It includes brunch and the show. Free parking with your free player's card. I don't know what that means. Um but anyway that is all happening this Sunday uh why am i why am i not seeing the date at noon they're very nice to you okay it's not it's not at 9am it's, it's at noon that's it for this week unless you have something else to say brunch is supposed to be before lunch <laughs>